Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on this, another Bible Talk program. Welcome to the program. You can start calling right now with any questions you have about the Word of God. If you have a question about theology, a question about systematic theology, church history, biblical studies, uh, I'll do my very level best to give you an answer if you call at area code 866 Four two three nine five seven eight. That's the number to call to be on the program. I do have a challenge for you. Actually, a challenge that comes from the Queen James Bible. That's right. The Queen James Bible. There is a Bible, uh, and I have it right with me. It's the Queen James Bible. We are referencing it um, uh, and many times in our Sunday school, Sunday school class at Strictly Biblical now, we're dealing with the homosexual challenge, that is, how the Christian church has to defend itself against these who are trying to say that what the Bible clearly says is sin is not sin, all right? Uh, believe me, at uh, my church, and in fact, uh, at other churches I've pastored, always there were people who were there who were recovering from homosexuality. They admitted it was a sin, they talked about their, their struggle, and there's something that all of us as Christians recognize that every Christian, regardless of what it is, you're struggling with something. Well, if you're struggling, you're on the right side of it. The reason you're struggling is because Jesus Christ has saved you, and now you're practicing sanctification and headed towards holiness. But when you can come into a church and say that what I'm doing is not a sin, got a problem. And that's exactly where the homosexual community is. So that is why it's very important for us to defend the faith. Many churches are falling, compromising with this whole issue, uh, because in, in many cases, they may not fully understand, I don't know how, the Bible has been real clear on this, just like it's clear about marriage, it's clear about what fornication is. Uh, But I found many Christians who act like the Bible does not exist, uh, but it does, and that's why this program is here, so we can continue to talk about it and uh, illustrate it. But they do have some arguments. They do. And the Queen James Bible makes some arguments that your job will be to refute. Now, some of them I will uh, make some comments on. My challenge will come from uh, one of the main things that says here uh, in the forward to the uh, book. The number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, Here's what they say in the beginning after the first... um, few pages, uh, the, an intro to the uh, Queen James Bible. 
They say that the Queen James Bible is based on the King James Bible, edited to prevent homophobic misinterpretation. Oh, boy, do they stack the deck right now. Therefore, if I say something, now look at the way people think. Do they actually think that I'm dumb enough to fall for that? If I give an interpretation different than theirs, I'm homophobic? Come on. That's not the way you enter into a discussion. You've got to be ready for that. Uh, very interesting how people try to um, already. You're going to call a person a name to shut them up. I will not be silenced. All right? But that's what they say. The Queen James Bible is based on the King, uh, uh, the Queen James Bible, I'm sorry, is based on the King James Bible, edited to prevent homophobic misinterpretation, okay? Then they have a section here called Homosexuality in the Bible. Under that, they say, homosexuality was first mentioned in the Bible in 1946, right? In the Revised Standard Version, there is no mention of or reference to homosexuality in any Bible prior to this. Right now, we see a statement that is absolutely based on a lack of knowledge, all right? Lack of knowledge. First of all, uh, the Bible was in, written in Hebrew and in Greek before it got written into the English. So what are they talking about 1946? All you've got to do is get a book on the encyclopedia of the early church fathers, and you'll find them quoting from the manuscripts they had at their time against homosexuality. So that's really a strange place to go, but you can see from that tenor that you're not going to, uh, if you're dealing with the uh, the producers of the gay Bible, you're not going to be getting into people who are very enlightened by knowledge. All right. So they go on to say homosexuality was first mentioned in the Bible in 1946 in the Revised Standard Version. There is no mention of or reference to homosexuality in any Bible prior to this. Only interpretations have been made uh that are anti-LGBT. Well, I'll tell that to the early church fathers who were coming against it. They say biblical interpretations commonly cite only eight verses in the Bible that they can interpret to mean that homosexuality is a sin. My only question to that poor piece of logic, how many times does the Bible have to say something is wrong before it's wrong? I don't care if it's three times, four times, eight. But how many times do you tell your, son, your kid you're wrong? You slap them after the first time. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You're going to prove your point by it not being mentioned enough for you, and then to say the interpretation, well, we're going to look at that. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. So that's to let you know where they're coming from here. Uh, uh, but where they, where they go with this is amazing. That will come in our next reading. However, I have Antoine from Detroit on the line. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi, I'm doing fine. Great, great. Uh, I have a question, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Emery, uh-huh. and my question is, uh, from the book of Acts, um, I come to find out that the apostles were talking, and they were disputing, saying, um, should they stop to wait for tables for the widows over preaching the Word of God? Okay. Uh, from my understanding, the Holy Spirit is delivered by the speaking of the Word of God. Uh huh. And is it more is it more important to do the physical service of the Lord or the spiritual service of as far as speaking the word? 
Well, I would say this, that Acts chapter 6, which is the chapter that you're referring to, is very yes, clear. Yes. It's very clear on the issue. In fact, your, uh, the, the answer to your question is found right in that particular chapter itself. And so let's look at it, where it says in Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily uh, giving of food. That's what ministration here meant. Then it says, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, and says, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? In other words, they're saying, Do we have to step down from preaching the word to serve tables? But then they came up with something. The answer to that is no. Because How do we know that's the answer? Because of verse 3, where it says, Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom you may appoint over this business. That was the business of handling the food distribution. Verse 4, But we, that's the apostles, right, will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So the answer to your question is no. That was not a reason for them to stop speaking the word of God, and they didn't. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Mr. Emery. You're doing a wonderful job. And um, I just pray that you just continue on in it, sir. All right, Bill. Thank you very much for your direct question. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. And just as he did, uh, you can see I'm not sad. Uh, mind you, tell him, tell him, tell him. Am I am I looking sad? Am, am, am I crying because he didn't let me give my challenge out? Do I look sad to you about that? No, you actually look rather... Um it's Friday, so I don't know. You have a ominous face. It's not happy. It's not sad. <laughs> well, I'm ready for action. That's what it but, is. But I'm glad when anybody calls in with any question, it can interrupt my flow. You know, I'm like a good, uh, those rappers, I get my flow back. I so, see. <laughs> so, you came in here, Chipper. <laughs> there you go. So give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. Uh, you can deal with my challenge. You can cast it aside, whatever you want. As long as you're talking about the Bible, this is the program for you. All right. Here at number two. Okay. Who is Queen James? Oh, you guys, I'm telling you, did you tune, tune into a program today? Here in the uh, Gay Bible, it says, who is Queen James? Then we get this statement. The King James Bible is the most popular Bible of all time and arguably the most important English language document of all time. It is the brainchild, listen to this now, hold on to your seats. It is the brainchild and namesake of King James I who wanted an English language Bible that all could own and read. Uh, the KJV, as it is called, has been in print for over 400 years and has brought more people to Christ than any other Bible translation. Now, commonly known to biographers, this is where the, the jab comes, commonly known to biographers, but often surprising to most Christians, King James I was a well-known bisexual. Oh, though he did marry a woman, his many gay relationships were so well known that among some of his friends in court, he was known as Queen James. It is in his debt and honor that we name the Bible that they produced, the Queen James Bible. All right. So that's what their argument is, that uh, that actually, in fact, we uh, they're saying that uh, 
that King James, in fact, himself was a homosexual. So that kind of taints the idea that we can accept a Bible from him uh, because of the fact that he was a bisexual himself. So how do you argue against that? Okay, uh, the idea that King James, since he was a bisexual, they're saying historically, uh, then how could we accept a Bible that was uh, uh, written by him? It couldn't. He could not have been one to say that this was uh, homosexuality was a wrong act when, in fact, he was a bisexual himself. Mm. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, best answer, please. You can answer my challenge, or you can ask a question of your very own, or you can do both. Chuck in Gibraltar, how you doing? Hi, Pastor, how are you? Real good, how are you? Good, uh, listen to you every day on the way home from work, but about this subject that we're talking about, I just got some questions, because you know, in the world that we live in, we're outcasts because we don't agree or believe what the homosexuals do. Uh-huh. So what do you do when you know somebody that really feels that they're gay and they're not bad people and they do believe in God? But, like, for instance, you know, growing up, there was a, a couple of kids that you knew the by the way they acted, by the, you know, the following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. They were gay. You could tell by the way they acted, but they didn't come out and they didn't admit it, or we were too young to even talk about it. But when they grew up, they come out and they were gay. But they're not bad people, and I know it's a, it's a sin according to God's word. But what do we? How do we talk to them? What do we? How do we get them to change their feelings about what they really feel they are? And a lot of them are really confused about who they are. Because they want to do, or they want to be what we call normal, but they don't feel that way. And this is just, this is many people that I... Well, well let me ask you this uh, question. What do you mean when you say, not bad people? They're, I guess when I say they're not bad people, they're just like you and I. Oh, so you and I are good people? Well... I don't want to say I'm a bad person. I know I'm a sinner and saved by... But, by but you came up I, with the categories, you know, though. You said that they're not bad people, and then but they're not like us. So if they're not like us, then the opposite... See what I'm saying? I'm, I'm okay, trying to get maybe, you... Uh, maybe, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Uh-huh. The, my point is is that there's people out there that are very nice people. Okay, so... so, so they, are, they are homosexual and... They don't understand why they feel the way they do. Well, let's put it this way, though. Have you ever met uh, atheists that were nice people? Yeah, just like I'm married, and and I'm 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 not gay. Okay, I don't know, but I'm, I'm asking on. you a question, Chuck. Stay with me. Haven't you ever met uh, atheists who are nice uh, folks? Muslims who are nice folks? Yeah, but they can change that. Well, okay. Oh, so that's the problem. Now, here's the thing. So your argument is that those who are gay can't change it. I'm not arguing it. I'm just asking the question. I know, but you, but, but you, you made it like a statement. You said that the other people can change it. So if you say that the, uh, the, the person who is in, in Islam or the person who's robbing or stealing or whatever it is, they can change it, you're implying that uh, the homosexuals should have a break because they can't change it. That's implicit in the logic that you're using. I'm, I'm not really arguing against you. I'm just trying to clarify the issue for you. Because I'm just going by exactly what you say, because I cannot respond to you until I understand where you're coming from. Now, hang on. I'll give you a chance to think about it a bit. Can you hang on for a minute? Sure. We've got to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium, but Mike's extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I think you'll agree this story demonstrates the urgent need for God's Word. Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Lalitha was born in coastal India, raised a Hindu, and forced into an arranged marriage at a very young age. Tragically, her husband died in an accident, and she was left homeless and sold into a prostitution ring for no more than $150. U.S. She lived in utter hopelessness for many years until a former prostitute introduced her to Jesus and taught her to share her faith. Lalitha would go on to lead a hundred Hindus to Jesus before she died tragically of HIV AIDS, something she was afflicted with during those years in human trafficking. Right now, these 100 new Christians in India and millions around the world are denied God's Word. But that's why Bible League and Faith Talk Detroit have teamed up to send God's Word to 2,600 Bibleist believers around the world. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give at Faith Talk Detroit. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news. In addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500, you can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, talking for my good friend Chuck from Gibraltar. We're just clarifying an issue. Chuck, are you still with us? I am. I'm your pastor. All right. Now, if in fact, just just if we were to to, to toss this around, because you asked a very good question. It's out there today, uh, and it's very interesting to me how biased people can be. I'm always uh, just interested in bias, uh, because you know that there's a such thing as pedophiles, right? Correct. Correct. Are they born that way? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, right. You don't know. Uh, you know that there's such thing as called bestiality. We won't describe it, but you know bestiality is out there. Are people born that yes. way? I don't know that either. Then definitely, then, if you don't know that, then we don't know uh, 
that gay folks are born that way either. Right, but I don't know that way because I've never, I've never had a friend that was a child molester. What matter? A, I've known many animals, of them. I, I've known that. many, but they're out there. The bottom line, the bottom line is, you're not with the French, because the statement you make is either universal or it doesn't mean anything. If it's just I haven't met somebody like that, then people would say you haven't been out enough. That doesn't make your issue true. You gotta, you gotta speak from something that is that is knowledge based. But basically, uh, uh, you know, people aren't, in other words, I'll tell you this, there is no scientific evidence at all that demonstrates that a person is born gay. In fact, in the Bible, uh, it lets us know something in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that is very interesting. It says at verse 9, listen to this, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, and that word effeminate there uh, is the, uh, the word for homosexuals. Okay, and that breaks right out and says in the NIV, nor, effem- nor homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Then it says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. So it talks about all sinners. And then it says at verse 11, Chuck, and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. People you see in the church come from all kinds of backgrounds, even things that we can't mention, like having formerly been a pedophile, all this. But they can all be redeemed by Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So in answer to your question, all of us are bad. None of us are good. It takes Jesus Christ, though, to transform us. We're all born into sin, but that becomes something we cannot use as an excuse because the power of Jesus Christ can set you free. All right, Chuck. All right. Thank you very much. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to uh, Bob in Pontiac. Hello, Bob. God bless you, Pastor Moss. Good to hear your voice and good to hear that you're still on the radio. Uh, I'm seeking the answer to a question that I know you know the answer to. Okay. Oh. Is it all right to eat pork? And where is that found in the Bible? You can eat all the pork you want, brother. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I want you to eat some and bring me some. Now you're talking, you got me hungry. I was trying not to get hungry today. Uh, now, there used to be a time when you could not eat it. And that was in the Old Testament, right? right? Uh, you might know Leviticus. That's back in Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus. 19. Well, and also in Levit- Levit- Leviticus chapter 7, uh, also in Leviticus 11, we have the dietary laws. There's a lot of things you could not eat. But something happened in the New Testament, okay? And the first place to look at it, it happened to Peter. Peter was following uh, uh, what it said in Leviticus 7 and 11 also. He'd done it all his life. Then all of a sudden, he got a vision, Bob. He got a vision. And in this vision, in Acts chapter 10, uh-huh. uh, he, he explained his vision uh, later. He says uh, uh, he had had someone come and tell him to go and talk to some Gentiles, right? And, you know, he was he didn't want to go because the Jews weren't supposed to talk to Gentiles back then or associate with them. But then at verse 10, it says in Acts 10 and 10, and he became very hungry and he would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at four corners let down to the earth. And then on this sheet, this vision he got from God, Bob, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, fowls of the air. I submit to you, Bob, that Chitlins was on that 
in that vision, all kind of, I mean, pork, everything you can imagine, that he wasn't supposed to eat. Now, notice here, it says at verse 13, and there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. That was Jesus talking to him. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God has cleansed, that call thou not common. In other words, right then God was telling him that what was uh, practiced in the Old Testament concerning the dietary laws do not apply in New Testament times. That he could feel comfortable talking to the Gentiles and eating their food. Yeah, that's exactly what the Bible says on that issue. So yeah, today well, I want to thank I want to thank you very kindly. I just need a, a clarification on that because uh, some people are have these funny ideas that it's not all right to eat pork, and uh, I've heard you talk about this issue before on the radio because I listen to you from time to time as often as I can. And I think you're one of the uh, most uh, well-informed uh, preachers in this area. And um, as a matter of fact, I've been to your Monday night class in Detroit. So uh, I, I've, I've, I know that you are well-informed on a lot of different issues. And I want to thank you very kindly. Well, I thank you for, uh, uh, f- uh, for that. And I want you to go and get you some pork right away and chow down, my friend. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be careful. But I'm be careful now. Yeah, you got to balance now. <laughs> I, I'm going to be careful. I'm, I'm basically going to die. And I've lost 80 pounds. Oh, don't eat too much of that pork, brother. Two years. Don't, don't be a glutton. I've, I've, I've lost 80 pounds in the last two years, so I got <laughs> I'm going to be careful whatever I do. <laughs> well, for your own good, you might want to stay away from that pork. Thanks for calling, buddy. All but, right, the number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. Uh, just uh, coming out of the gay Bible, they call it the Queen James Bible, where they point out the fact that, you know, how can we follow the King James Bible and what it says uh, since King James... Uh, uh, was himself bisexual, all right? Mm, how do you answer that? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Going to go to Ashley in Garden City. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Pastor Moss. I hadn't intended on calling in tonight, but then you brought up that whole King James thing, and, and now I'm all in for it. <laughs> uh, so um, I'll tell you how I would respond to it. I would say that it doesn't matter what King James was up to because he wasn't the one that wrote the book, you know? Hmm. So, in other words, you mean to tell me, Ashley, that King James did not write the King James Bible? Uh, yeah. I believe that was uh, a bunch of men under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that wrote the scriptures, uh, unless I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> you're right. I, I, what can I say, Ashley? You're quoting from Second Timothy 3.16 all through the Bible. Uh, we know that it, uh, the Bible was written under inspiration of God. Then tell us in your historical estimation, Ashley, what actually did King James do? What did he do? Didn't yeah. he commission it? Like, because I thought I heard you say earlier that he wanted everybody to own a copy, which I think is kind of good. I mean, we're all depraved sinners, okay. but that seems like a pretty uh, pretty noble thing to try to get a Bible into the hands of your 
you know, your constituents. I wish that our government would be so nice. <laughs> I wish so, too. But I'll tell you what, though, even though they say that in the introduction, and that's what they said, uh, it just shows you how, uh, I mean, how uh, – uh, how trivial they take historical information, and these folks do, because they wrote this oh, book. Oh, for sure. They wrote this book, but they didn't explain. Now, he didn't. King James did not do this just to make sure that everybody had a Bible. He didn't. And it's something important that Christians should know about. But you brought us far enough, Ashley, because what you said is at one point that we can use uh, that definitely King James didn't write it. Now, what happens is many people say he did. So you've just brought that down to the ground. He did not write the Bible. He commissioned it. That's all he did. He did not write it. But why did he have to commission it? Why did the King James Version come on the scene in the first place? Ashley, we will leave that to other folks and give you an applause right now for your good answer. We appreciate that answer. Thanks a lot. All right. Here comes her Ashley's applause. This guy likes to buzz more than he likes to applause, but he's he's he's, he's going to get it for Ashley. <laughs> Just got to get a nice spirit, get a nice spirit, overwhelming. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now we go to another level, see? Because there's two things that Christians need to know. Yeah, the first thing, and I agree with Ashley; she's she's right on the money. The first thing that you got to know is what's in the Bible. Read the Bible first. We must know the Word of God before we can defend it. Then, after that, though, there's another subject that's kind of important. That is, we need to know about the Bible. We need to know how the Bible was written, how it was put together. Because a lot of times, people will come against the faith by challenging not only the contents of the Bible, but also the historicity of the Bible. So, can you tell me, why did King James commission the Bible. Why did he commission the King James Version of the Bible to be written in the first place? Okay, that's what we need to know. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. You can ask any question you want. Don't be uh, sitting there thinking, well, I don't have the answer. I can't call in. You can call here with any question you have about the Word of God. The name of the program is Bible Talk, and that's what we want to do all the time is talk about the Bible. And if we're talking about the Bible, then we are accomplishing our mission. So give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss with absolutely any question you have about the Word of God. It can be on topic, off topic. All we ask you to do is call and get us once again engaged in some theological issue or Christian living issue or biblical studies issue that is from the Word of God. That number again, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Looking now at uh, the history of the Bible, things that folks do need to know as they are dealing uh, with uh, the Word of God. Sometimes we have to take a historical turn to answer questions. Uh, because people will say that King James wrote the Bible. Ashley demolished that because King James did not write a single thing in the text of Scripture at all. Okay, But he did commission it. Why did he commission it? For what purpose was uh, it necessary 
for the Bible to be commissioned. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'm going to go back also and add to what I told the brother who called about pork. He's probably somewhere getting himself a pork dinner right now. Um, So I I went to him out of Acts chapter 10, which told us, uh, illustrated what happened to Peter. But over in 1 Timothy also, Paul goes into this in uh, some detail itself, where he says, and this is in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul writes, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sheared with a hot iron. He says at verse 3, forbidding to marry. Okay, Yeah, people would actually think that they're uh, uh, teaching something good by saying, don't get married. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. Listen, what he is saying, what Paul is clearly saying here is if someone is saying forbidding you to marry, that's not of God, that's of the devil. It may look good thinking you're practicing holiness, but God doesn't command that of anybody in the Bible. No command. No one can show that God is commanding uh, men for religious reasons today not to have uh, a marital relationship with a woman. Nothing in the Bible says that. All right, number to call here, code 866-423-9578. But he goes on. Not only does he talk about that, he's talking about false doctrines, right? He says, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, okay? which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Then concerning a diet or dietary laws, what Paul says in 1 Timothy 4 and 4, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. All right? Uh, For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So pray over all that you eat. I never eat anything. I don't care where it's from unless I pray over it. But uh, now the dietary laws are not in vogue. But to our caution, the the body, uh, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, You need to be mindful of that. Uh, when there's anything that you put in your mouth. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Give us a call if you want to respond to the gay Bible issue uh, concerning King James. We know that uh, regardless of what his background was, he did not write a single page in the Bible. He didn't. He commissioned it. Why? Do you know? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to go to Joe in Macomb. Hello, Joe. Hi, how's it going? Real good. Um, rather new listener. I found you on the radio, and I was sick of listening to all the other stations and quite <laughs> impressed with your uh, station and everything you've said. Well, I hope you don't get sick of me, Joe. I hope you do not get sick of me. And no, I hope not to. Uh, <laughs> take a stab at your challenge there. Um, and I had a comment about the caller you had a few times, uh, calls ago about the, uh, homosexual friend or if they're a good person and what to do or say with that. Uh-huh. Um, but your challenge, I think, is wasn't it he wanted something written in English? Because it was a translation from Greek to Latin and Latin to English, is what my understanding is. I'm not entirely sure if that's correct, but I know it was a translation that they wanted, uh, the New King James, uh, version of the Bible. It was actually not a translation. I said that's not interpretation. It's a translation from Greek to, to Latin, Latin to English. Well, actually, if we talk about it, there were Greek manuscripts, so it didn't necessarily. It was translated into Latin, but it was translated into uh, into uh, Greek as well. You know, the Greek manuscripts, in fact, were used 
uh, to uh, and then from Greek to English. You didn't have to go to Latin first, but you're right. It was in uh, the New Testament was written in Greek initially. And I think there was another commission for an English Bible. Uh, well, what happens is that in uh, uh, the 1600s uh, is when we see the production of the King James uh, Version. And uh, can you hang on with us for a moment? Yes, yes. Because Joe is on the right track. We're going to come right back and continue to talk to him. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. We all know that a radical minority holds sway in corporate culture today, but retail giant Target has generously shown us just how far this madness has gone. After a single complaint from a Twitter user, Target removed Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, from its shelves. The book in question was smeared as transphobic. It is not. Schreier courageously points out the incredible damage radical transgender ideology can inflict on our children. While Target eventually reversed the ban, it is still a cause for outrage that a corporation of this size is so easily controlled by so few. Banning books which object to sex changes for children is only possible in an organization beholden to the radical left. Shareholders need to demand viewpoint diversity in our corporations. If conservative shareholders fail to show up at annual meetings or vote for or against board members, book manning may be the least of our worries. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Tonight's Bible Talk program is pre-recorded and we will not be taking any phone calls.
All right, that number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We've got Joe on the line, a guy who said he was listening to other programs and just he couldn't handle it. Uh, and he's hoping he can handle Bible Talk and like this program. I'm hoping he does as well. He's called in and made a very good comment, by the way, uh, concerning the fact that uh, you know, the Bible was translated uh, from Hebrew and Greek into uh, English. And uh, we're exploring the reasons uh, why King James, uh, it was necessary for him to produce uh, what he did. So, Joe, you still with us? Yes, I am. Yeah, and you're on the right track. Uh, it was Erasmus, who, in fact, who was a Catholic, who is the one who prepared the Texas uh, Receptus, which is the Greek translation of the New Testament for us. Um, uh, when it came time for uh, the English translations to be done, that was later, and you're right, it was after the Latin, but actually the uh, actual uh, uh, translation itself uh, did come from the Greek. The only time uh, Erasmus used the Latin was when there were certain verses he couldn't find in Greek. Uh, he did Some of the, uh, the, the leafs from the Greek manuscript for Revelation, in fact, he couldn't find, so he had to ref- resort to the Latin. But the only reason King James did what he did, Joe, was because there were English versions out, two uh, big ones, the Geneva Bible and uh, then the Bishop's Bible, and they had footnotes in them. They had footnotes where one was supporting this theological interpretation, the other was uh, supporting this theological interpretation. And so the guys were warring, not about the Bible necessarily, but about the footnotes. So King James, and then back then they got a little more angry than we get today. You know, they they were kind of had uh, political religion where they would fight and <laughs> it got kind of nasty. So what K- King James did, he ordered one copy to be done, an English version. He got about 50 scholars to do it and produced a Bible without footnotes. And that was the original King James. Now, uh, uh, people would ro- he would roll over in his grave now if he saw, because uh, all the King James versions I know have a lot of footnotes in them now. But he wanted it to be done to stop the religious arguments that were going on at this time. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yeah, so that's a brief history. And then and then there's some marvelous, and, and you know, I, I don't know, Joe, I had history when I was in school. Some of it was kind of boring. I always uh, was always impressed by historical writers that are good. But if you get your hands on uh, Introduction to the Bible by Norm Geisler, my goodness, he writes about this stuff in a very interesting fashion uh, and uh, goes into it in detail. And I, I like the way he writes because he's simple as well. Uh, but translation, that was all King James uh, was about. He didn't uh, write a, he didn't uh, dot a single I in any part of the text. He just commissioned it. Right. And I had a question, you know, uh, the caller, I was wondering if I'm handling this properly, uh, about the, you know, whether someone who he says a good person, you know, well, when I find somebody who is like, in maybe like a homosexual relationship, uh, I find that as, just as guilty as someone who's having extramarital relationship or relationship out of wedlock. And the way I handle that is I say, well, love the sinner, hate the sin. And if someone is in that type of relationship, you to complain to them that that's not scriptural and that should be eliminated from one's life, and you need Jesus Christ to do that. So it's not a good or bad thing. Well, it is a, bad, a good or bad person thing. But in order to handle that, love them but not the sin and inform them that they really can't partake in that activity if they are really a follower of Christ. Joe, listen, you are absolutely right. 
No doubt about it. What you said is 100% right on. In terms of it, all of us are, uh, it's not about being good and bad. See, once you put it in that category, then all of a sudden you bring the argument to another level. The Bible says over in Isaiah 64 and 6, it says, but we are all an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. All of us stand in need of uh, salvation. We've got to be born again. So it's not about whether you're good or or bad. Uh, You can be good uh, or moral in in man's eyesight, but unless you're born again and saved and know Jesus Christ, the same result is there. You've got to, the only way to... uh, uh, to God is through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you're exactly right, and all the sins are the same in the Bible. You break one law, you've broken them all. Adulterers, uh, whatever, st- uh, stealing, whatever, it's all a sin. Uh, just like you can't say I'm born those other ways and escape, you can't say you're born homosexual and escape. But people don't understand right. it because they listen to too much to the world rather than ab- actually going to the Bible and getting the standards from there. So you're right, buddy. Thanks, and I think your show is absolutely awesome, and I listen to you now whenever I chance coming home from work, and I really do, really love your show. All right, I appreciate you very much, Joe from McComb. Now we've got a new list. Give us an applause. Give an applause. The technician, he, he, there you go. You know that's worth giving applause. Even though you like to buzz, folks, that needs an applause. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, one fact I should have shared with our caller also in terms of the Bible, because people talk about the King James. People talk about the King James Version as if that was the only version ever that was done. People need to realize the King James Version didn't come on the scene till in the 1600s. The Bible was written way before that. That's why it's impossible for King James to have been the person to write the king of the Bible. He could not have written the Bible because it was written before he was thought of. Okay? In turn, but Christians need to know those historical dates. If we talk about the Old Testament, the Old Testament was written between 1500 B.C. and 425 B.C. Done. From Genesis to Malachi, done, over. Okay? That's way before King James was on the scene. I mean, way before. Then, after that, the New Testament was written between about 50 A.D. and 95 A.D. Some say 100, but 95 A.D., it is a first century document. That was way before King James was on the scene. And then, understand this, which is uh, also something interesting. Um, if we look at the whole Bible, then we could say that it's written from 1500 B.C. to 95 A.D. That's the whole Bible is done. And then the Quran, okay, it wasn't done until after... 632 A.D., okay? So that's a way, I mean, if we're talking about the Quran, that comes way later. And the Quran, in many cases, copies from both the Old and New Testament. So it is not an ancient book at all. It pretends to be, but it isn't, because it has to admit that the revelation that uh, of the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, came before the Quran was ever thought of. Okay. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, there's a number of other issues that can be talked about uh, in uh, dealing with uh, the gay uh, Bible. And we're going to do that on this program from time to time. At Strictly Biblical right now, we're dealing with trying to help uh, Christians 
uh, to uh, defend the faith when they're attacked, because, because that's what happens today, when they uh, are attacked because of their Christian views, yeah? as if we don't have a right to uphold what the Bible has said for thousands of years, uh, just because it's not politically correct. Well, I'll tell you, I've given up being politically correct a long time ago. What I'm trying to be now is biblically correct, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick by the Bible. I'm not going to say things to please people, tickle their ears, or just to get them to come to my church. No, no. I'm going to preach the truth. If you don't want it, it's up to you. But if you do want the truth straight, uh, it's given to you straight, I want you to know that at Strictly Biblical, in our 11 o'clock service, I am preaching uh, literally through the Bible. Right? I'm preaching in alphabetical order. Uh, we're in the book of Acts right now, and we're at Acts chapter 3. And so as we break down these chapters, as we go from chapter to chapter, then we're going to be covering all the theological issues, biblical studies issues, apologetic issues. Come there with your Bible. You won't be disappointed. I'll give you their address when we come back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. We all know that a radical minority holds sway in corporate culture today, but retail giant Target has generously shown us just how far this madness has gone. After a single complaint from a Twitter user, Target removed Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, from its shelves. The book in question was smeared as transphobic. It is not. Schreier courageously points out the incredible damage radical transgender ideology can inflict on our children. While Target eventually reversed the ban, it is still a cause for outrage that a corporation of this size is so easily controlled by so few. Banning books which object to sex changes for children is only possible in an organization beholden to the radical left. Shareholders need to demand viewpoint diversity in our corporations. If conservative shareholders fail to show up at annual meetings or vote for or against board members, book manning may be the least of our worries. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're term provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Term Provider. Provider.com. Termprovider.com. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. 
Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, just as Kane is doing from Plymouth right now. Hello, Kane. Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you doing? Really good. Um, I have two questions, and the first one's weighing heavily on me. Okay. Um, I've been uh, watching and uh, you know listening to a lot of the Through the Bible program with uh, Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Yeah. And I've heard some uh, that he was he's a false teacher, and I was just wondering where you stand on that one because I don't, I what I've been hearing it's been convicting me to Christ even more than what I had been, and getting me involved in the Bible. But I'm just worried. I've been praying a lot about it, but I'm just worried. I've been hearing some things about him. I just want to know. Well, I'll tell you what. In my estimation, because I've listened to him a lot as well, I'm very impressed by J. Vernon McGee and uh, his theology. Uh, here's a man, the, the interesting thing, came when I first heard him, you know, he sounds like a, a country bumpkin, you know, very lovable yeah, guy. Actually, you know, that drew me to him. <laughs> but here's the thing to realize. This guy has a Ph.D. Uh, he uh, teaches the book of Revelation. When he goes through Revelations, he's reading from the Greek text. <laughs> he's, a, he's a heavyweight. Um, I like the way he breaks down the Bible uh, and all the books. You know, you can buy the whole series at, uh, at uh, Bible bookstores. But I haven't found any anything in his theology that I would say was heretical. If someone says, Cain, that he teaches something false, did they mention what it was? Well, um, it's a website, uh, uh-huh. True Church, um, and they said that, like, on his question about suicide, he said that uh, that Christian, even though they had committed suicide, would still go to heaven. Well, I agree with them. That, in other words, Samson, it, it depends on what kind of suicide it is. Well, um, they they also named off Samson, but they said that that was the righteous way because he was taking them out. They were he was he was doing God's judgment. Okay. Well, he, he, upon them the, as well. there you go. So, in other words, how do you know that others couldn't fit in the same category? Now, I wouldn't say that everyone who commits uh, suicide is going to heaven, even though they claim to be a Christian, because definitely, you know, thou shalt not murder is still in Exodus twenty. But uh, to just say blanketly, because the opposite is there are people who've said that, oh no, if you commit suicide, you won't go to heaven. How do you know? Yeah, God like, God is the only wrote, one to judge. Uh, that was uh, the Catholics who started that because they, yeah. you couldn't repent to a priest and tell right, a priest. But, right, that's what they're saying. But how do they know what someone did on their deathbed? So it becomes a thing of where uh, definitely we're not saying that uh, it, it's a ticket to heaven. Uh, in, Re- in Romans uh, 12 and 1, God wants living sacrifices, not dead ones. Uh, Romans chapter um, uh uh, we're looking at where uh, where he talks about in twelve Romans twelve one to two, uh, but so I, I don't think that's not good enough to brand him as a false teacher. Do they have anything else? Um, I can't remember, but they had like a, if, if you go on there at True Church, um, mm-hmm. they have a whole host of things, and then I looked it up to see how they were, and some people were saying that they're you know they're just naming off pastors left and right, you know, and some of them are you know heretical that I see that don't preach the true gospel and deny Christ and his blood and, you know, stuff like that. Right. You know, when they brought up him, I was like, you know, it kind of put a dent in my heart because I was like, well, well, really, you know, not mm-hmm. him speaking, but, you know, the Holy Spirit. And I felt like that. Well, was the ridiculous. thing is, is this for me, uh, as I tell everyone and I'll tell you, everything hinges on evidence and logic. Give me evidence and give me logic. I can open up almost any door. 
So what happens is if someone tells me that someone is a false prophet or teacher, prove it. You've got to bring me the data. I'm not just going to. In fact, here's the thing about me, and everybody knows it, including my wife. I never get upset until I got the facts. <laughs> I've, I've had too many times when I worried about something and nothing happened. Okay, so now bring me the facts. And so, therefore, don't get upset, Cain, because you're going to hear people say that I'm a heretic. <laughs> okay? Don't let that hurt you. The only way to know that, examine my teachings and compare them to the Bible. That's all you got to do. But I've known Vernon McGee for years, and Someone would have to prove to me that he's a heretic. You got to show me. Other than that, uh, I'm, I'm not going to budge from my position. Give me the okay, evidence. Everything just, everything hinges on evidence and logic. Okay. Yeah. I I I, I thank you. Um, my second question is now. Christ said that his he would be delayed in his coming. Was he talking about the rapture? Because I know you're a pre-trib, and I I am being convinced into pre-tribulation as well. You know the rapture. Now, did he mean that for the rapture or his second coming? Well, he meant that all together. Yeah, I think that the bottom line is when we look at uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 1, where Paul writes, he understood it as well because he got it from, you know, from Jesus' teachings. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So what happens is um, that the rapture, as far as pre-tribbers are concerned, is a part of the second coming, right? It doesn't, uh, in other words, we're just saying that when Jesus comes, that there could be two aspects to it, all right? Where he comes first and takes the believers with him into the clouds, then uh, later comes down physically to the earth. But both of those can be con- can considered the day of the Lord or is or the second coming. So we just don't know. Uh, uh, like you say, they are post-trib, uh, mid-trib, pre-trib. We're talking about all of this uh, on Tuesday in my Bible study. I mean, it's a fascinating class on biblical prophecy. And I, uh, even though I'm pre-tribbed, I'm not uh, a dogmatic pre-tribber. I can present the other views with a lot of biblical evidence, and I'm going to do that in that class. Okay. Um, actually, that's what they were talking about. They, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot. What, one more thing you said, you know, for the heretic or whatever. Um they said that uh, he believed that the Old Testament saints are going to be brought when his when he his second coming. I mean, like him him touching Mount the Mount of Olives or Mount Zion, or I forget where it's at. Uh-huh, uh huh. You're right. Touching the mountain over in Zechariah. That's he said that that's when they're going to take the old saints from the from the new Old Testament, but they're going to take the new saints or the New Testament saints and the ones that are alive first, and then bring the Old Testament when he comes back. Well, no, what we see in Revelation chapter 19 is that all the saints come back, all those who are in heaven come back with him at that time. Doesn't break it up into that kind of category. But even if there are people who uh, speculate on that in prophecy, it's not heretical. There's certain things that we can do. In fact, watch these websites that want to say that just because you disagree with me, it makes you a heretic. No. There's some things that we can debate, not divide over. And pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib is one of them. I've seen some of those websites, and they just, you know, just because I disagree with this little point, that doesn't make me a heretic. I know. absolutely not. Yeah. So the main things and the plain things are are what makes us uh, in the body of Christ. And uh, Vernon McGee, he's got it. You're listening to a good guy. Never be dissuaded from him. You might believe in everything he says, Cain. But he's okay. All right, this is Pastor Moss. Having been with you, talking up to the end, as long as the studio tech will give me grace. But we got to go. <laughs> God bless you. See you next time.
sponsored by... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.